Welcome. We're glad that you're here today. And Merry Christmas to you all. What a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. What a wonderful time to share the love of God for one another and, and uh, the love that God has for us. And we welcome you here. This is always a very special time. This is one of my, this is my favorite time of the year, uh, Christmas time. And I think this service is a very special service to us uh, as, as we share this time together. It's kind of a laid-back time. We don't have a printed folder for you to follow, but we will be singing some songs, some hymns. The words will be up on the screen, so I think things will be obvious as we go along. We will be sharing in communion together. We'll be taking an offering in a few moments uh, for our benevolence fund, and, and we will ask you to come and to bring that up here. We have a manger set up up here, and so you may... Uh, uh, bring an offering at that time a little later in the service, but you'll find out about that uh, a little later on. It is a great, great time. It is uh, a, a little unusual because it's 50-something degrees outside, so I don't think we're going to have a white Christmas, but we're going to have a warm Christmas in here as we celebrate the birth of Christ together. The people who are on the program know where they fall, and so we'll just uh, allow them. We won't be introducing each, each person as they come up. We'll just allow the, the, uh, the program to follow in suit here, and so welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. We stand as we sing hymn number 95. seated.
For the grace of God has appeared for the salvation of all people. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Christmas should be a time of union, of coming together with all people in peace. Too often it becomes a time when we note the differences between people. One family may give inexpensive gifts while another gives lavish gifts. This person won't come to the celebration because he or she isn't speaking to the other person. And for many reasons, some people don't celebrate Christmas at all. But Jesus, the grace of God, appeared for the salvation of all people. Instead of looking for the differences that separate us, remember that it is the love of Christ that unites us all now, at Christmas, and always. Please bow your heads and pray with me. Lord, help us to ignore the differences that separate us from others this year, including the differences between what we want and what we receive. We have all we need in your love. Let your love guide us to others in peace. Amen. The final candle is to be lit in the Christ, is the Christ candle. Blessed be the King of Peace. Christ is here. Christ is born. Amen. We have come to a part of our service that we will share communion with one another and with God. What a blessed time it is at Christmas time that we remember the birth of Christ. We celebrate that because it's such a special, wondrous event. It is an event that truly changed the entire world. But we also recognize that the coming of Christ uh, did not happen in a vacuum. It happened for a purpose. Christ came to this earth to live a life, to teach us how to live our lives, and then ultimately to die for our sins. There is a, um, a hymn, it's called Christmas Has Its Cradle, that uh, it's based on a, a painting from many, many years ago, hundreds of years ago, that portrays the, the manger scene with Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus and the, the donkeys and the sheep and the, um, and the shepherds. And very clearly, in the shadow, there's a cross on the wall. It says, Christmas has its cradle, 
where a baby cried, did the lantern's shadow show him crucified? Did he foresee darkly his life's willing loss? Christmas has its cradle, and Easter has its cross. That's why Jesus came to this earth, to die on the cross for us. And in the celebration of the Lord's Supper, we remember his coming, his birth, but we also remember his death. And we're grateful for both. We call this communion. And in it, we commune with God. And in it, we also commune with one another. Let us share in the communion of Christ. All are welcome at Christ's table. God turns no one away. It's a great demonstration of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are a part of the family of God, if you share in the love of Christ, then join us as we commune with God and with one another.
night that he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and he broke it. And after giving thanks, he said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. God's love for us is unending. And that's why we are here today celebrating this wondrous event. God told us that he demonstrates his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He told us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is the birth of that son that we celebrate today. And it's the remembrance of the kind of love that he had for us, that he would die on that cross for us, that we remember today.
Sing hymn number 85.
You know, for some reason at this time of the year, I, I catch myself smiling a lot. <laughs> and uh, I was noticing that as, as, uh, as Becky was playing, as, uh, as uh, Heather was singing, as the, the men's group were singing. Uh, there's just something joyous about this time of the year, something that makes us want to, uh, to smile, something that w- makes us want to, to laugh and just be joyful. Um, a- after some last-minute Christmas shopping, Clara Null was rushing her grandkids into her car, but as she was closing the door of her car, her four-year-old grandson, Jason, said, Grandma, Susie has something in her pocket. Tattletale. So she reached into her pocket and pulled out a pretty new red beret. And even though she was very tired, Clara knew that it was important for Susie to take that beret back into the store and apologize to the manager and put it back where she found it. And so they did. And then later, uh, they stopped for a few quick groceries. And, and the, at the checkout line, the clerk looked down at the children standing there and said, Have you kids been good so Santa will come? And big brother Jason said, well, I've been very, very good, but my sister just robbed a store. <laughs> well, I am certain on this Christmas Eve that all of our boys and girls here at Community Baptist Church have been very, very good, haven't you? I thought so. How exciting it is to wait for Santa Claus. But you know something even more exciting than that was the coming of the birth of Jesus. It's probably the most beloved story ever told. And it begins like this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and to the lineage of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. You know, for the most part, the words of that story are full of joy and celebration and praise, aren't they? But there's one phrase in this beautiful story that makes me sad. And here it is. There was no room for them in the inn. Apparently, the inn was so crowded that the the innkeeper had to hang out the no vacancy sign and turn this young couple away. And and it was certainly not an intentional slight on the part of the innkeeper. It was simply a matter of Jesus being crowded out. But I have to wonder if we are not guilty of doing that in our lives sometimes. Crowding Jesus out. And like the innkeeper, it's probably not an intentional slight. It's just the way things are. And maybe even especially at this time of the year. For example, how many of you have been busy during this time of the year? I certainly have. And the busyness of this season can certainly crowd Jesus out of our lives. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a legend about the building of the Taj Mahal, uh, about an emperor in India who built this grand temple in memory of his beautiful wife, the Taj Mahal. And the beginning of this memorial began in, um, in 1631. And it took 20,000 laborers working 22 years to complete this beautiful building. The legend says that the emperor wanted the temple as a dramatic symbol of his love for his wife. And so her coffin was placed in the center of a large parcel of land and construction began to take place around the coffin. No expense was to be spared. But as the weeks turned into months and the months turned into years, the emperor became obsessed with this 
this beautiful hall. And in fact, he was so engrossed with the project that he almost forgot about his wife. And then late one evening, while hurrying from one side of the construction site to the other, he accidentally bumped his leg against a wooden box, and this irritated him. And so he ordered that the box be thrown out. But what the emperor did not realize was that the box held the remains of his beloved wife, and he had thrown out her coffin. Thus the one for whom the temple was being built had been cast out. And the one who had inspired the whole project was forgotten. And the one the temple was intended to honor had been harshly pushed aside. And I wonder, could this be a parable of the way many people celebrate Christmas today? Sometimes we become so involved in the the endless tasks and details of Christmas that we forget the one who we are honoring And we squeeze Jesus out of the picture. And so the busyness of this season may keep us from making room for Jesus in our hearts. Our own own coldness of heart may also squeeze Jesus out. Fact is that not everybody is prepared for the coming of Christ into their hearts. And, And if we're not, we may miss the presence of Christ when he comes. Years ago, Harriet Ritchie wrote about an experience that she and her family had that, that taught her a little bit about the true nature of Christmas. Following her church's uh, late-night Christmas Eve service, they didn't have theirs at 5 o'clock in the afternoon like we did. They had a late-night service. And after that service, Harriet's family decided that they wanted to, to go somewhere to have a, a late-night breakfast. But the only place open for on Christmas Eve was a truck stop out on the, the interstate. A few big diesels rumbled outside. Inside, a few truckers sat at the counter. A jukebox played an awful country song about a, a jilted lover. And on the front window were a few multicolored blinking lights. The place smelled like bacon grease and cigarette smoke. And there was a one-armed man that stood behind the counter. A thin waitress named Rita managed to smile and handed them their menus. And as Harriet looked around, she said that she felt a little out of place. Her family had just come from a beautiful Christmas Eve service. And and soon they they would be heading to their lovely home for the night. And she thought one day they'd probably look back on this with a laugh and say to each other, hey, you remember that time we had breakfast on Christmas Eve in the truck stop and that awful music and those tacky lights? But then as she was staring out the window, an old Volkswagen van pulled up. And a young man with a beard and and blue jeans got out and he walked around and he opened the front door for a woman who was holding a baby. And they hurried inside and took a seat. When the waitress took their order, the baby began to cry. And neither one, the, of the, the father or the mother, neither one was able to, to quiet the baby down. And so, so Rita reach over, reached over and, and she held out her arms and, he, she, and she said, You just sit there and enjoy your coffee, hon. Let's see what I can do. Well, it's evident that Rita had done this before. She took the baby in her arms and she began walking and talking. She showed the baby to to one of the truckers who began to whistle and make funny faces. And the the baby finally stopped crying and calmed down a bit. And she showed the baby the blinking lights on the windows and the lights of the jukebox. And then she brought the baby over to Harriet's table and she said, Just look at this little darling. Mine are so big and grown now. The one-armed man behind the counter brought a a pot of coffee to Harriet's table. and, And as he refilled their mugs, Harriet felt tears in her eyes. Her husband wanted to know what was wrong. And she said, nothing, just Christmas. Reaching into her purse for a Kleenex and a quarter, she told the children, go see if you can find a Christmas song on the jukebox. And when they were gone... Harriet said to her husband, he'd come here, wouldn't he? 
He'd come here, wouldn't he? And her, her husband said, who are you talking about? And she said, Jesus. She said, if Jesus were born in this town tonight, and the choices were our neighborhood, or our church, or this truck stop, it'd be here, wouldn't it? Her husband looked around and looked at the people and finally he said, either here or in the homeless shelter. And then she said, that's what bothers me. She said, when we first got here, I felt sorry for these people because they probably aren't going to homes in a nice neighborhood with candles in the windows and wreaths on the doors. And listening to that awful music, I thought, I'll bet nobody here has even ever heard of Handel. But now I think that more than any place I know, this is where Christmas is. But I don't belong. As they walked to the car, her husband put his arm around her shoulder and said to her, Remember, the angel said, I bring good news of great joy to all the people. Everyone. You know, the busyness of this season may keep us from making room for Jesus in our hearts. And the coldness of our hearts may sometimes mean that we miss the opportunity to meet Jesus when he comes. And that's why it's so important for us at this time of the year to be intentional about making room for Jesus in our hearts. Because if we are not... It is so easy for him to pass by and we miss him altogether. I'm not going to go into the plot of the movie, but some of you may remember a movie from the 1940s called The Bishop's Wife. And I think they redid it not too long ago. I I didn't see it, but I think it was redone. But in this movie, the bishop had to deal with his own busyness and his own coldness of heart. And he himself had to relearn the true meaning of Christmas and what Christmas was all all about. In the final scene of that movie, the bishop delivers a Christmas Eve sermon, and it begins like this. He said, tonight I want to tell you the story of an empty stocking. He said, once upon a midnight clear, there was a child's cry, a blazing star hung over a stable, and wise men came with their birthday gifts We haven't forgotten that night down through the centuries. We celebrate it with stars on the Christmas trees, with sounds of bells and and with gifts. But especially with gifts. You give me a book, I give you a tie. Aunt Martha has always wanted an orange squeezer and Uncle Henry can do with a new pipe. All the stockings are filled. All, that is, except for one. And And we have even forgotten to hung it up. For you see, it is the stocking of the child that was born in that manger. It's his birthday that we're celebrating. Don't let us ever forget that. And let us ask ourselves, what would he want most? And then let us put each, let us put in each of us our share, loving kindness, warm hearts, and a stretched out hand of tolerance. These are the shining gifts that make for peace on earth. And these are the gifts that Christ wants. Wouldn't that be a wonderful tradition for us to begin this Christmas Eve in our own households to hang up an extra stocking for the Christ child and to maybe even put in that stocking something truly relevant for this season. Maybe a gift to be presented to later on to a person in need, or, or maybe simply a prayer signifying that you will work more earnestly for God's kingdom in the coming year. But we don't have a stocking hung up for Jesus here in the sanctuary today, but we do have a manger right over here. We're going to invite you in just a few moments to make room for Jesus in your heart and to bring your gift to the Christ child in the manger. We maintain a benevolence fund here at Community Baptist Church, and 
Unfortunately, there's usually not a whole lot of money in it. The need is always greater than the resources are. But from time to time, we get a call from someone needing a little extra help to make the rent or pay the utilities or uh, get a prescription or something like, like that. And, and we do what we can to help. And we're going to take an offering in a minute that will go to that fund to help those in need. My daughter Rachel is about to sing a song called Yesu Bambino, which ends with the words, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. And after she finishes that song, we're going to give you the opportunity to come and to adore the Christ child in this manger. Jika's going to play a medley of Christmas songs. And, and as she plays those songs, we invite you and your family to put aside the, the busyness of this season and allow the birth of this child to warm your heart and then to allow you to bring what gift you have to the manger of Christ and simply place it in the manger. Is there room in your heart tonight for Christ? Let us never forget that as trite as it may sound, it is still true. Jesus is the reason for this season. Amen.
of one another. His law is love, and his gospel is peace. Chain shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in great full chorus raise we let all within us praise his holy name Christ is the Lord then Dunham family lit the Christ candle a few moments ago, commemorating the cele and celebrating the, the coming of Christ at Christmas time. And I think it's significant that we represent the coming of Christ through the lighting of these candles all through Advent, because John tells us in his version of the Christmas story that in Christ was life. And that life was the light of the world. And so you see, we who have placed our faith in this child have ourselves become children of God. And we have received the light of God. But we are not to keep the light of Christ to ourselves. Jesus said on another occasion, who takes a a light and hides it under a bushel basket. It makes no sense, nor does it make any sense for those of us who are here tonight to relish in the light of Christ in a celebration like this and not take it out into the open. And so we're going to do something symbolically tonight.